0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Slot Shop Podcast. It's been a while. I'm Mike, your host. Today is 6-15, 2019. Uh, I'm recording a good week past what I wanted to. Because there was actually news to talk about last week, and we can still talk about it today. It's Jeff Skinner re-signed with the Sabres for 8 years. Uh, $72 million, breaks down to about $9 million annual average value on the uh, the cap. So, we got Skinner back. I was, I'm not going to lie, I didn't think it was going to happen, especially after the season kind of fell apart. But I guess, you know, Skinner liked it here, and he liked what other players around the league had to say about the new coach, and he liked what the new coach had to say. So he's back, and hopefully he can continue to produce 30 to 40 goals a year and be a part of the solution. And, I mean, that's really all... I have to say on that, like it's a pleasant surprise that that happened. Um, some fans were mad about it. Like I saw, I saw some backlash on on Twitter. I think they're more mad about the the term, or maybe the figure, uh, the cap figure that this is gonna ha- happen. Look, you you overpaid them a little bit. So what? You're gonna have to do that if you're gonna get someone else a free agency. We don't have anyone else that could possibly replace Jeff Skinner. Like, I like Olison. Maybe he'll be good. Is he going to be 40 goals a year good? I doubt that, or else he probably would have been around one selection when he was drafted. I think with Olison, you're hoping he could be 20 to 25 goals a year. So we didn't really have any other thing coming up. We, If you were going to go free agency and try and replace Jeff Skinner, you're probably paying the same, if not more. And the cap is always going up. Who cares if you paid $9 million? Uh, this, this year I mean, in two years Who knows what the cap's gonna be It might not be, it might be like you're having Jeff Skinner for free on your, your roster I realize we have some contracts Coming up, but I don't know, Daleen Darlene's the only one I think that's gonna be a mega contract I think stat Unless he just explodes onto The scene next year, is going to get Some sort of bridge deal, deal. Sam Reinhart, I guess, would be another candidate Um He's probably going to be a big, big contract if they choose to move on with him, which I think they should. Uh, I don't think you're going to have to pay Jeff Skinner-type money, but you're probably looking at somewhere between seven and a half, eight and a half million. But I'm, I'm not afraid to give these players this kind of money because Jack Eichel's deal isn't crazy, and the cap's always going up. And as we uh, kind of shift gears, I guess uh, into the off-season because the Stanley Cup is over. And, oh, I don't want to harp too much on that because that was all sports radio was after it happened. It was my dreaded, dreaded scenario for the Cup, St. Louis versus Boston, and I hate Boston and everything about that sports city, and I'm so tired of the Patriots, and the Red Sox win seems like World Series every two or three years. Like, I'm just tired of that city getting and winning every championship. So I didn't want Boston to win. Not at all. Like, I rooted for them to get to the Cup because I hate Carolina probably more than I do Boston. And also, like, the writing was on the wall. Like, Carolina was kind of lucky to get past Washington. And then, yeah, they they were better than the Islanders. They swept them. Uh, but, like, Carolina had no business, in my opinion, being in that conference final. And Boston took care of them. I knew that was going to happen, so whatever. Why fight it? Why root against it? Just let it happen. Let the series get over as quick as possible. Let's get to, like, trade markets. In the West, I wanted San Jose to uh, go, and they were close, but St. Louis beat them, and I pulled for St. Louis in the cup final. And this was like a damned if you do, damned if you don't thing to me because, what, do you want Boston to win again? Or do you want Ryan O'Reilly to win? And not only not only did he win, he won Lacan Smythe, thus making that trade possibly the worst sports trade in the history of trades. And it's not even about like the fact that O'Reilly was good and went on. Like his his statistics this year were a little bit better than his um, play in Buffalo, but not by much. Like he wasn't like he was Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid in in the season and even in the playoffs. But now the spotlight's on that trade, and the reason why our trade, that trade, in my, my opinion, is the worst sports trade in history of trades, is what did we get back? What the heck did we get back? We got back a guy who quit, like, six weeks into the season, maybe not even that long, with Berglund. We got Saboka, who, oh my god, I, I don't have enough time in this podcast to talk about him, but what the heck, like... If he's on your roster again next year, okay, but he better not be in your starting lineup unless people are injured. And then Tage Thompson, who, I don't know, the jury's still kind of out on him. He was brilliant at one point during the win streak. Like, he looked really good. You're like, wow. And then he disappeared. And I don't know if this was on Housley or if this was on Botro, but he was up in Buffalo way too long. They should have sent him down and brought up Nylander or Olafson earlier in the year. And Thompson did well in AHL, so is he going to actually develop? Is he going to come back next season into the NHL really strong, or is he just one of those guys who's too good for the AHL, but not good enough for the NHL? Remains to be seen there. And then the 30, 31st pick, because who the hell knew St. Louis was going to go all the way and win? And I don't know. Up until a couple of years ago, that was the first pick of the second round. So it's a second-round talent. Um, it's, I think you're hoping best say scenario with that pick, you draft a center and it turns into Ryan O'Reilly, and that's going to be years down the line. So it's just a really bad trade. I mean, it's possible that that draft pick and Tage Thompson turn it around and they become, um, you know, big-time contributors. That exceed what Ryan O'Reilly would have contributed to a team, but I'm not hopeful. I'm I'm just like that was a bad trade, and I've talked about it several times on this podcast. Uh, I think it needed to be made. You needed to switch up that roster some way, some form. Clearly, they uh, made the trade just to make the trade. And there's you know speculation as to did they did they do the trade before July 1st so the Sabers didn't have to pay him money because you got a better package. Maybe. I mean, you look at you do look at the fact that the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup. And, yes, you gave them a piece, but you're telling me that for Ryan O'Reilly, those were the three best pieces you could get? Or uh, four pieces you could get? Two washed-up players, a young prospect, and um, a draft pick? Like, you, you couldn't have swung it where you got something else? Tarasenko? I mean... There, there was talent. There was enough talent on that roster that they won the Cup, and that shouldn't have been the case if you made a really good trade. Uh, they should have been not a Cup contender if you would have made the right trade to get better talent back than what you gave up. So I'm not going to harp anymore on that. I think the trade did need to happen. I regret that it happened. You can't win them all. To defend Botro, I guess, like he's kind of he lost the O'Reilly trade, won the Skinner trade, But, I don't know. And I guess now we can shift gears past the Stanley Cup rant. Congratulations, St. Louis. Um, Now it's the offseason, and there's already been a couple handful of trades. Uh, Even even during the Cup, uh, Kevin Hayes' rights were traded to Philadelphia. I haven't seen if he officially signed yet, and he was one of the guys I wanted to target. My number one target for, I guess, free agency... Uh, we'll start there since that's a little more certain. As instead of trades, I want Matt Duchesne. I realize we're gonna have to probably give him seven years, nine and a half, maybe ten million. You, you just shoaled off O'Reilly, and you don't have a replacement for him. Middle stat's not ready. And uh, let's say he even he does like start to uh, become good, then you have three really good centers on your team. Like I, I want Duchesne. Hayes would be like my backup plan. I don't know if he's going to hit the market or not. The tamper period, tampering period, I think starts the 23rd. They said, um, maybe 24th. I don't know. It's the it's a couple days after the NHL draft, which is next Friday, the 21st. Um, but th- that's what I'm looking for in there. I, I'm not looking for a defenseman. You're not gonna the, the list doesn't impress me, and those who do impress me, they're gonna cost a lot of money, and I don't want to sink a lot of money into defense, seeing as I have Dalene and Montour that are both going to need new deals in the next year or two. I've already got money in, invested in Ristolainen, and, and I want to trade Ristolainen. This is one of the things that I've been tweeting about uh, with the Instigators, because this comes up on their radio show almost every day, and. Craig and Andrew, I think they took a little too many hits to the head in the game. Like, they just... I don't know what they are hoping uh, Kruger's going to do to Ristolainen's game. He's played in the NHL for, like, 400-plus games. Three coaches couldn't fix him. Like, are we really to uh, assume that, like, there's some sort of unlocked potential? He belongs in a number three role, and maybe that's what Kruger's going to do? Um... But, like, will and like the fact that he's playing so little minutes? I don't know. doesn't seem that way. I heard Paul Hamilton on the radio say that he doesn't like when his minutes get trimmed, but he can't handle the first pair of minutes. He's a talented guy, and I think he's the only thing on your rest, uh, roster that's going to get you anything of value back in return. Like, here's, here's what I want out of this offseason to make me think the Sabres have a shot in hell. Of making the playoffs in 2019-2020 season. Uh, second line center, another top six winger. Ristolainen could maybe get you one of those things, and then you address the other in free agency. He's the only thing besides Sam Reinhart on your roster that you, that I'm willing to part with. I guess I could be, like, persuaded to part with Middlestat if it was for an established person, but I'm sure that'd be a package deal where it's Middlestat and something else, and I don't know if I want to do that. Ristolainen, though, is going to be able to get you something back, something worth having. It's either Ristolainen, the seventh pick, or Sam Reinhardt, who I want to keep, but he's got value, and I wouldn't turn down the right deal for that. But if you're trading Ristol, uh, you're trading Reinhardt or insert almost any other forward. You're just creating another hole for your offense, which is what you need to fix. I know our team's bad defensively, but I'm hoping that this new system can fix that and players playing in the right role, you know, Ristolainen on a a, a four, five, like him being on the second or third pair, being the fourth defenseman, I'm hoping that will fix it. I'm hoping Scandella being on a third pair can fix it like people are going to be playing the right roles you should be going forward with Darlene and I don't know Darlene and Montour if, if you want to split them up that's cool too Pilot is going to be should be one of your top four Bogosian I'm not super thrilled about him mainly because of his contract but like he plays hard he plays good he can be their your fourth guy um and then Ristolainen and Scandella, like I don't know, I'm open to like anything. You got Casey Nelson. You got people coming up in Rochester too that might even be better than what you've got in terms of your bench uh, or in terms of your current roster with like Scandella and Hunwick. Some of the players that just just don't seem to get it. And maybe that was Phil Halsey's system, and maybe Kruger's system is going to fix a lot of the holes in these players' games. We'll see but I'm not willing to sacrifice another like they're like oh god I think it was Peters was like oh give you see what see what Risto looks like after 10 20 games why would I waste nearly a fourth of my season or any chunk of my season really why would I waste it I don't want to go off to a slow start I don't want to have to chase things at the end of the month or at the end of the year I just want to be consistently good from October to april and i want to be in the playoffs i'm not going to sacrifice games for that and i knew i knew too when the the bogosian and uh pilot injuries and surgeries were announced that that would be the thinking like i forget which one of them said it too. or you're gonna have these guys out who the hell cares i know i just said a second ago i don't want to chase but it's probably easier to chase than keepers line and and then what happens if he looks like crap again with a, a new coach now. And his value is only going to continue to go down. He's going to get older. He's, you know, definitely has holes in his games. The, the stats don't lie. So I that's what I'm hoping to hear at the draft. I'm hoping when I'm watching the draft next Friday that you hear Ristaline was traded for... Insert some sort of offensive player here. And I hope it's like a robbery type trade. Because I'm tired of the Sabres being the ones that get robbed on the trades. Like, When's the last time the Sabres had a trade that you felt they won? Jeff Skinner probably, but before that one. Before the Skinner trade. What's a, what's another trade that you feel like the Sabres actually won? Maybe Evander Kane? For Myers? But there was a lot of other pieces involved with that. And guess what? You're still stuck with Bogosian as part of that? Uh, Winnipeg move, could move on from Myers if they want He's going to be a UFA We still have Bogosian So I, I don't know I'm really trying to think the last time the Sabres won a trade And I can't besides the Jeff Skinner trade So win a trade Go take advantage of a GM who doesn't know what they're doing Or has a way higher value on Ristolainen than you do Go do it Make some trades Another thing that you could possibly trade is the seventh pick. Like I said, draft's coming up next week. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention to the prospects. Once we lost the lottery, I was kind of tuned out. Like seventh pick, we've been drafting around that area for how many years now? Like whatever. I I don't care. The kid's probably not going to be on the team this year, anyways. Maybe next year he'll be there, but I'm still waiting on people like Alex Nylander. Casey Middlesat probably shouldn't have been on the team last year. Um, or if he did, definitely not in that number two role. So I, it's not it's not like football where you're just like, oh, yeah, Ed Oliver, he's coming out. He's going to be replacing Kyle Williams. You're not going to see these people for like a year to three, depending on where you draft. Like that 30 set, 31st pick, if we actually make that. Who the hell knows when we'll see that person? Not every player is Jack Eichel and Connor McDavid and Matthews, where they're just coming out and starting in their first year and getting 60, 70, 80 points a season. Like, they're just, they're not. They need time to develop. So I don't really care what we do with that seventh pick. I want to be good now. I know that that's probably not the right attitude. And, uh,. Definitely not the right attitude for a GM to have in maybe his first year, but I think Bottrell should be kind of having that attitude that I have. His seat's got to be extremely, extremely warm. The the team is worse than when he took over. There's just the points don't lie, all, all sorts of other statistics don't lie. They're worse. His seat's gotta be like almost on fire, and if I'm him, I'm pulling a good old-fashioned Doug Whaley and trying to make the best roster and hope it freaking works. And maybe it doesn't. Maybe he loses his job, but I, I don't. I'm not really trying to think of the future if I was in that role. I got Skinner done. That's my future contribution to the team. You, you got Jeff Skinner. He needs to win. And I'm sure for the Bagulas it's not necessarily make the playoffs or you're out. I think it might should be. Um, but there needs to be radical improvement. Like, when before the lottery kicked us back to draft spot seven, what do we have? The fourth best odds? Tied for third best odds? I don't recall exactly. We're just we're awful. We're the Edmonton Oilers of a couple years ago. We're, and, but we're not winning these lotteries. That's the problem. We've only won one. Um, so that's kind of... My, my hopes for the offseason, go get some offense. Swing wrist and if you can for one of those offensive piece, uh, pieces. Go sign Duchesne or someone else. Trade Offer Sheet Line A, Offer Sheet Marner. I, I didn't even talk about those things. Um, do it, whatever. Give up draft picks. If you're good, it doesn't matter. They should be in the the tw- late 20s, 30s if you're good. If, if you knew... If you knew... By off Marner guaranteed you to get to, we'll say, the conference, at least the conference finals for the next four years in a row. Maybe some of them you get to the cup, one of them you win or whatever. That's not super important. But you're getting into the conference finals. Would you, Would you care if you have to give up four draft picks in the 20s? I don't think I would. Not at all. Uh, And, yep, I guess that's kind of my thoughts. I was going to say something about the expansion draft and how that might also change the makeup of your team. Like, I don't know. I guess that was just a a thought that quickly popped in my head. I'm not sure how and who will need to be protected, and that's still a little long down the ways. But that is a way to you could could also improve your team by getting rid of contracts if you're really worried about being up against the cap. When the expansion draft comes, you make a deal with... uh, Seattle to take a Pozo's contract if you're really concerned about being against the cap. I'm not. It's always going up. Well, I've kind of rambled for enough time, so I'm going to go ahead and say go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Should we have a couple more episodes coming out with the draft being next week and free agency July 1st. I'm going to try and do one, not immediately that day, maybe the, the day or two after, before all the, the good picnic start and stuff. Uh, and I wouldn't want to because I'll be out at cookouts and enjoying the summer if it ever actually comes but at least two more episodes before the 4th of July go ahead and subscribe on iTunes I can't promise the specific dates but you'll get them automatically follow along on Twitter at the um, Slot Shop Podcast or email me at slotshoppod at gmail.com let me know your thoughts for the off season let me know your thoughts on the Skinner deal did you like it, love it Too much term, too much money. What's your problem with it if you have one? Are you like me and think the cap is always going up and you're not concerned? What else do we need to do for the offseason? If you want to talk about the draft too, like I said, I haven't been talking or studying up on the prospects. Um, I know there was a super undersized one that people on the radio seem to love. Let me know if you're watching more amateur hockey than I am, um, or at least the the combine results and scouting reports, and who do you think we should take at 7 if they're there. All right, thank you for listening. Have a great day.